This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. I'm your host, as always, Eve Letty. We got a really special guest right here. We got Slap for Cash, one of my really good friends here. And honestly, one of my most motivational friends here because this guy knows how to grind. This guy follows every person he comes in contact with as long as they have something to offer. And when you hear the list of people that he's picked up skills from, you'll realize what a weapon case that Slap for Cash has here in 2022. What's going on, Slap? It's been a minute, man. Hell yeah. What's up, buddy? Not much, bro. I mean, coming towards Christmas here on the East Coast, and I was looking at your Instagram. I was looking on Google. First thing that pops up when you Google you, it's not what it used to be, bro. It's Andrew Santino, dude. Answer this Did you speak to Andrew Santino or something? Who's that? So you don't even know. So they, I, I think they were watching videos of you. Slap, it said slap for cash, Andrew Santino, what would happen on Google? I don't know if you saw this. Huh. So I'll actually, I'll actually show you in just a minute, man. We'll get to that in just a moment. We've had an amazing year in mixed martial arts. And I know that you're involved with a lot of the guys that we'd like to follow, like Johnny Walker. Um, who, who else do you know? Without me giving too much away, um, it's been an exciting in, year. In the MMA world or boxing? Well, let me just spoil it all. Nick, Nick and Nate Diaz, bro. Nate Diaz just retired. Submits Tony Ferguson at two minutes and nine seconds of his retirement fight. Two oh nine. I mean, you you got to be tripping on mushrooms to realize, like, holy shit, dude. Like that's magic right there, man. Uh, have you? Have you watched that fight? I mean, you know, you being so close with them, it's gotta be something special for you and a motivational spark for you as well. So. Oh yeah, Nate gave me a ticket for that. <laughs> dude, that that's, was in uh, dude, that's like a couple thousand dollars right there. They don't give that stuff away. Yeah, he gave me one. So honestly, dude, it's like one of those things where you gotta be in the circle circle. So. We've talked about it in the past with you and Nick being so tight. Have you spoke to Nick like leading up to that fight and like, you know, after what a relief it was. Um, was Nick like involved with that camp? Were you kind of staying away? Were you trying to interact with them? I wasn't involved with their camp because I was doing some stuff with boxing. But um, I know Nick was in the camp. He was on and off uh, doing uh, MMA and boxing with Nate. So the crazy thing about it all, 209, man, like to retire at that point and everyone's saying, well, Nate has the slap, 
He's doing the slap, the Compton slap. And that's what you're known for. Why aren't you getting these motherfuckers into slap competitions? They're known for the Stockton slap, bro. I don't think there's enough money for it to, uh, you know, generate big names like Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz and um, Paulo Costa. I don't think they got the kind of money, you know, well, hold yeah. on. You do then, because I, I saw that Paulo Costa's like uh, training you to lose some weight in a video you sent me, bro. Yeah, yeah that's I'll, I'll throw that up right here for everybody. That went viral too. We did two videos together. They both hit over six hundred thousand views. Holy shit! Well, matter of fact, he's got the secret juice, bro. Uh, did you get to taste that secret juice or what? Man, we made some secret juice from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, you got to tell everybody what went into that secret juice. What, like, you must have thrown some shit into that right there. Shit, I can't even tell you, man. That guy's been tested. He's the number two most tested guy in the UFC. They show up to his house at 5 a.m. and fucking test him all the time because they think he's on steroids. I mean, it's crazy. I saw him in a video with the Liver King. Have you, do you follow the Liver King? I don't follow Liver King, but. Uh, I know of them. So, would you ever, like, do a competition with the Liver King or something like that? Because Paulo Costa did it. He tried eating liver. Have you ever tried eating liver? Yeah. I would never enter a competition like that. No, I wouldn't do it. I don't like liver. I don't like liver, and I don't really care for the Liver King either. I don't like nothing against Huh? Why? Why? Uh, he's just not a fighter, bro. He's He's somebody who just, you know, is on the scene for his body and to sell his product he's not a fighter he's just you know just kind of hanging around i don't got no problems with him but at the same time i don't really care for the guy either he's not somebody i really give a fuck about well you know what he's kind of similar to you in the way that he grinds so hard with moving his content and it's yeah. only a matter of time before somebody like that putting that much effort in blows up man and you on the other spectrum You've been grinding since, uh, you know, we met, uh, what was that, like three, four years ago at this point. And you've come a very long way, man. One million followers on Instagram. That's got to be one hell of a feeling. I mean, for me, interviewing you right now, being friends, I'm going to go off and tell everybody. I just interviewed Slap for Gash, who's got a million followers. And I got to tell you this. I was talking to one of my old friends from the football team in high school. And he was going like, who do you, who have you interviewed? I brought up your name. He says, my daughters are huge fans. He was like, you're lying to me. I was like, no, bro, that's my boy. That's slap for cash. He was like, dude, do you realize how well-known he is? My daughters are huge fans. And right. I was kind of set back by that, bro. Like, it's crazy. This day and age, like, somebody that I know and have seen the work, how far you've come, what has changed? Um... Hey, dude, you're not in the video, by the way, just to let you know. I'm in it on my end. Okay. So, oh, that's good. Well, what has changed is, um, oh, man, I would just say work ethic and time seasoned. I guess, like, a lot of, a lot of the most important part was just staying consistent and doing, um, doing multiple videos with multiple different um, athletes on – with huge followings as well, uh, Paulo Caso, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, 
Stop, stop, slap, stop, slap. You got some balls, bro. How does the process go when you tell Paula Costa or Johnny Walker, we're going to do this scene where we're going to walk into a house and we're just going to scream into the camera or telling Paula Costa, um, you know, the heavyweight thing where he walks in, slaps the thing out of your hand. How do you go about setting this up? Is this an idea in the morning and then you pro- like you execute it? How do you go about setting up your content? No, actually how the, um, it's funny because the Paulo Costa thing basically worked out. Um, my friend, a buddy of mine wanted to meet him and he just kept trying to message him and on Instagram and he couldn't get a hold of him. And I was like, if you really want to meet him, I can, we can, I can message him and he'll meet up with us. He's like, no way. So I messaged him and, uh, we met him later that night and while we were talking to him, Cause he was in Las Vegas and we met him up at his uh, hotel and my, my friend was like, you guys should do a skit together. It'd be funny. And then I, I kind of took a little bit, checked his content out, sat there for about five minutes and just came up with a skit, man. And that dude's such a character and is just meant for the spotlight that we knocked out a skit first time didn't have to edit it didn't have to go back and reshoot anything first time man just knocked the skit out we call that with that scene a one candy bar take right for sure and then uh it did so well we got like thirty thousand likes six hundred thousand views um first week so we wound up going and meeting up with paulo again and shot another video first take again and i got the same kind of um same kind of reach man so six hundred thousand views 30 something thousand likes and i think it's grown a lot more by then um also because i shot these videos like i think a month ago well i'll tell you what man it's it's some of the funniest shit i've seen when you're involving mma fighters they need that, bro. Like a lot of these oh, guys out there, they don't do a lot of that stuff. And when they do do it, it helps their career so much. So I want to thank you for setting that shit up. And on the other end of things, you're also training for fighting. And you've been knocking motherfuckers out, dude. Yep. I knocked out um, Dave Portnoy's favorite fighter, <laughs> a guy named Vito. They booked me for a fight uh, uh, back in December. And I flew out to West Virginia, fought their two-time uh, rough and rowdy champion. He was 6'6". He's 6'6", 400 pounds. I think he had like 44 fights for rough and rowdy. He had been fighting for them since the beginning of it. A little worried about it because it was only my second fight. But I knocked him out 18 seconds into the first round. And uh, went over to the ropes looked at Dave Portnoy and I said, how's that for a piece of review, motherfucker? <laughs> you didn't uh, take two One bite, to me, one bro. punch, bro. Fuck your one bite. Well, how about one punch, dog? That's crazy. And uh, my, my buddy who was watching the pay-per-view the whole time supporting me, he told me that there were like multiple times that they were talking shit about how this Vito guy was going to mop me up and how he was going to beat my ass and this, and this, that, and the other. And uh, you should have seen the look on Portnoy's face when I knocked out his favorite fighter first fucking round. 
Oh my goodness, bro. You're living the fucking life slap. Like for somebody to be able to be in that fucking position to, I'm not, what did Mac Miller say? I'm not here to be famous. I'm here to fuck up your favorite, right? Yeah. And that was really nervous. I was really nervous during that because um, before the fight, we were in West Virginia for a couple days before that. And uh, my buddy, he brought me a burger. I'm not supposed to eat red meat because it gives me gout. If, if you don't know what gout is, it flares up your joints yeah. and it makes your joints, makes you very uncomfortable. And it flared up my foot and I was barely able to get my foot into the boxing shoe. We had to actually, if you go back and watch that fight, I'll send you the video. Um, you'll see a bunch of tape around my shoe because we had to tape the top of the shoe because my feet, my foot was so fucking inflated. Let me insert that so, photo right here for everybody. There's a bunch of red tape on my foot. So why did you eat the fucking red meat then, dude? Man, we were in West Virginia. It was late at night. There was nothing else to eat. I figured, hey, it's one burger. It's not going to do anything to me. Next day I woke up, man. My foot was like two and a half times the size as it normally is. So I, I wanted to call the fight off. I actually didn't check in with them when it came to roll call because you're supposed to go down and talk to commission and do your blood pressure and everything before you fight. And um, I didn't even, I didn't show up till like the last minute Holy because, God. bro, it was bad. Like, I actually have a photo because I sent Portnoy a photo of it and uh, he was even shocked. Is that something that you can send to me so I could edit into yeah. this video? Dude, I, yeah, because I still have it. I have it because I sent Dave uh, I sent Dave um, Dick a picture of it. <laughs> Bro, I've actually had swelling in my feet, and it doesn't just hurt your feet and walking ability. It hurts your whole body. I, I didn't go to the hospital for it either. Both of my legs got swollen just a couple of months ago, and I felt it all throughout my entire body. Like When I tell you I was trying to roll into bed and that hurt, like it, it was one of the most painful things. I didn't know what the hell was going on if I had a blood clot. But now that you bring this up, uh, I should probably look into that, man. And imagine this. There was probably about 5,000 people in that crowd that day. Imagine uh, fucking a whole crowd of people just booing you, you know. Just you couldn't it. have pulled out. You were already hated. You had to, oh man, I can only imagine how you felt. Well, you know, Barstool flew me out to West Virginia to do the fight. I didn't want to say no. I was already there. They flew me and my son out. They spent $4,000 on the plane tickets. Wow. So, in all fairness, I didn't want to do it. My buddy, who has known me for more than half my life was the reason why I went through with the fight because yeah, he, believed me, he believed in me so much and he's been to every fight of mine. He went to the one in Atlanta. He went to this one and he went to my last one, but uh, he just said, Hey dude, I know you're going to knock this guy out. He's like, just fucking, he's like, trust me, man. I just feel it. I feel it. And he was the one that kind of, um, 
encouraged me to take the fight. Plus, we were already there, bro, so we really couldn't. I'll tell you what, man. I was in the worst pain of my life. Like, it was bad, Eddie. It was it was fucking bad. Well, at the same time, man, I know what you're going through there because I'm not, I don't know what you're going through, but I've seen it before in the past with other fighters where they have, yeah. like, a, a pre- you know, going into a fight, they have a, you know, pre-diagnosed, you know, shoulder injury or this or that. When you were in there, bro, and you get the fucking knockout in, what, 17 seconds, you're probably like, oh, shit. Right? That well, was the first, first time I hit him, I, I grazed the top of his head. Because he come out just swinging, dude. This guy come out throwing. And his arms are long as fuck. So I just kept backing up. I could see him coming like he wasn't that fast. So I could see the punches. You got to keep in mind, this guy was six, six, 400 pounds. So you could, I could see from training so much, I could see his punches coming at me. So I just kept backing up and eventually I was backed up so much. I was at the ropes and I was just, you know, protecting myself. He was throwing these crazy ass wide shots. And to me, it was like time you've seen the movie, the matrix, how they slow shit down. Yeah. There was a time where that's how it looked to me. And I seen a shot and I'm like, oh shit. And I just threw it. And when I threw it, I threw a right hook and it went almost over his head. It grazed him right here. It just went like this. Yeah, that was. That power was enough to knock him down, not knock him out, but knock him down. He fell down and I was like, oh shit. I knocked this motherfucker down. And he. He fell in a way where he was, because I was on, like I said, I was at the ropes. He fell in a way where he was on me. I couldn't move. So I actually wound up helping him up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was. So keep in mind, this is a coal miner. We're in West Virginia. The crowd's rooting for him 100%. So I knock him down. They're booing me. I back up. After I help him up, the ref pushes me. I back up. I get back in my stance. I go right at him. I faint him. I jump back. He comes forward. As soon as he comes forward, I threw an overhand and knocked him out. He fell on the ground. He was out of it for a couple seconds, but he got back up, man. I'll give it to him. That motherfucker was tough. I got to say uh, a huge compliment to you, man. For a guy your size, you could fucking move. You can stick and yeah. fucking move, bro. A well, lot of people look at you and they don't think that. Well, that's what that guy was thinking. And I also... Waited. I weighed in at that fight at 495 pounds, bro. Holy shit, bro. They all thought that I was going to lose that shit. Holy. What did you weigh in when you faced Don from uh, Black Ink Crew? I was like 490. What, what was he at? Because that, that was a big dude. And you did very well in that fight as well. Yeah, so um, anyways, to wrap up the conversation of Barstool Sports, yeah, I knocked out their guy. Um, two-time rough and rowdy champion and you know that was the end of it i knocked him out they gave me a knockout bonus i wound up walking away with a good check um and flew back home the next day i was happy with the results and i went back to training that was my second fight and that was that guy's 45th fight so um i was happy with the results you know i know everybody was shocked and everybody was pissed but fuck them you know who I want to apologize to? Absolutely fucking nobody. So, oh, damn, so. Uh, with the with the Don thing, Don Bishop from the show um, Black Ink, I got offered that fight 
I was in very bad condition again, man. Really? Um, yeah. So I was uh, just not doing well in life, bro. I was partying a lot, doing shit you're not supposed to do. You know, going out, doing shit you ain't supposed to do, and drinking. And When you say uh, shit you're not supposed to do, shit that we all do, you mean? Yeah, I was in Vegas, you know, partying with my homies and just just do, not living the greatest as far as like Motley Crew life, extra or <laughs> extracurricular activities, yeah. as, I, as, as I would like to say. Um, so out of the blue, I started going viral because I uh, did this video where I knocked this dude out. And Snoop Dogg shared it and it got like 10 million. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, bro, it went super viral, and I was viral for, like, almost a month because people kept sharing this video. So in the midst of me being viral, Zab Judah uh, hit me up. He said, hey, man, I'm coming to Vegas. I would like to I'd like to talk to you. And I said, cool. So he came out to Las Vegas because I met, I met Zab um, a few times back in, like, 2011. I was training uh, at Devin Haney's gym back then called hit factory and i trained for like a couple months in that couple months of me training i met zab so i didn't see zab for a long time and zab's like hey i'm coming to vegas um i'd like to talk to you so he got out here and he's like man i see you're doing good your social media he's like i got this guy how would you like to fight him and i was like dude i haven't i haven't trained for a fight in 10 years man like i'm not in fight condition you know, I've been partying in Vegas with fucking hookers and blow, <laughs> and blow and pills. I'm like, I'm not in fucking, I'm not fucking it. He's like, would 15 grand change your mind? I'm like, I was like, well, how long is this fight? You know? And um, he's like, well, we could do uh, two minute rounds and we'll do four rounds. And I'm like, you know, doesn't sound that bad. Right. Yeah. So I agreed to it not realizing how much work and how out of shape I was. So uh, Zab brought me to this professional gym. Keep in mind, I only had 30 days to get ready for this too. So Zab left me, if you want to look it up, it's uh slap for cash versus uh, Bishop Don. It's slap right. F-O-R. Right here. Yep, that one. So yeah, I only had 30 days to get ready and I'm sure Don was getting ready for months, you know. So, and Don came in perfect shape, 6'5", 275, looking like a steroided out Dante Wilder. Yeah, and, he actually, he's a big fucking dude, bro. A lot, well, like, I'm going to have to put my money on you next time, dude. Not like, only, get in on this. not only did I only have 30 days to get ready, but, um, I had to fight him deep in Atlanta. Is that, that's so, where he's from, dude. So I fought Don in his hometown in Atlanta. And if you have ever been to Atlanta, then, hey, man. I've been there. I've been there. I actually. Uh, Let's put it this way. Don had the crowd crowd favorite. I bet. And once you won, man, you, you probably were at risk because people, they really go hard down in Atlanta. When I was there, they were doing all the riots and stuff, if you remember. Uh, he's not that slow of a guy either. He's actually pretty, pretty uh, quick on his feet. Dude, look at you. Look, look at him and look at you, bro. You're right up there, dude. You're a fucking fighter, man. I would love yeah. to see you uh, do the UFC thing. Why are you not? 
down with the UFC slap? Like, what's going on with this? Do you know about this promotion? Do you know oh, yeah. anything about what's going on with the UFC and uh, the yeah. slap competition? Well, to finish this story with Don, me and him battled it out. We fought for six minutes. Um, you know, I at the end of the at the end of it at the end of the first round. That place went fucking silent. And keep in mind, there were some big names there. Zab, Zab Judah had brought Shaquille O'Neal. Adam Pacman Jones was one of the refs. Uh, Young Jock That's was one right. of the refs. Shaquille O'Neal was there. That's right. That's he, right. He was, he was front row. Zab had brought uh, Safari. He brought a little Scrappy. He brought a lot of celebrities there. So, you know. But uh, so what ended up happening is so crazy bro i had this guy in my corner he's a professional fighter his name's mac truck and um mac truck uh man that dude he saved it man because after the first round i was so exhausted i wanted to quit and mac poured some water on my face opened up my trunks poured some water on my trunks and he's like keep fighting so i wanted up battling it out deep in atlanta for fucking six long minutes, dude. And I want you to know that a lot of people out there, including myself, can't jump rope for more than five minutes. So that's a big yeah. accomplishment slap. You got to keep in mind, too, I, I only had 30 fucking days to get ready. So after, when I went back home, I lost the decision to Don. Uh, they gave him the decision, but it's okay because when I got back home, um, back to Vegas... Dude, I'll tell you what, I was so confident that I fought that long with Don. Because you got to think, Don was in perfect shape, bro. Dude, look, yeah, look at what the fuck. You, you looked like a, oh, gee, you looked like a fucking titan in that shit. And everybody there, I mean, there ain't one person who would have bet on the over and thought we would make it to the end of those rounds, bro. Now, Not one person. If you look at some of the matchups that they've had over at, well, it was celebrity boxing, right? No. So that one was actually a different league. That was Zab Judah's league called Championship Celebrity Boxing, where they fight with no headgear on and they fight with 12 ounce gloves. But um, that night we fought with 14 ounce gloves because somebody actually stole the gloves in the fucking in the place. What the? Wasn't the. The security guards were walking around with fucking um, assault rifles. That's how oh. crazy. Yeah, oh. bro. It was, when I say deep in Atlanta, it was deep in Atlanta. Straight up. So you're fighting all these huge names out there. Now you're the champ, right? Well, uh, Zab gave him the decision. So, you know, hey, it is what it is. So is. I'm talking about the recent one that you just had. With the Dave um, I, beat that, I beat that guy, but they didn't give me a belt. They wanted up. Uh, they wanted up having this other guy. They gave the belt to this other guy who wanted up losing it. So right now the champions, I don't know who it is, but no, I'm not the champion. Um, but I did knock out. Uh, I did knock out his favorite fighter. Um, are you talking about uh, Barstool, right? Yeah, so where does this leave you now? I mean, you're fucking running up the game. You got a lot of people betting on fights nowadays. Uh, yeah. I want to fucking put some money down on my boy's slap for cash. 
What do you got yeah. planned? Uh, it's almost 2023, a whole new calendar year, Slap. Whole new yeah. calendar year. Well, it's good because the one good thing Zab did is he introduced me to a professional trainer. That guy took me under his wing the last two years. I've had the same trainer. I'm at an all-professional gym. I train with professional boxers. I eat with professional boxers. You know, I it's it's a lifestyle. It isn't me fucking around and just going in here and fighting influencers. These guys I'm fighting are the biggest guys in the world. Uh, my last three opponents are fucking huge. Uh, uh, Don Bishop, 6'5", 275, all roided out. I fought um, Barstool Sports um, legend Vito Torpedo. He was uh, 6'6", 400 pounds, knocked him out. And then I fought, uh, my last fight, was the guy was 6'5", 370 pounds. So all monsters, bro. People that nobody wants to get in the ring with. So I'm yeah. looking at your Instagram right here. We'll go to that one right there. Look at that video. That was me and Don right there. Look at that fucking crowd. Dude, 37,000 likes you're getting, man. 37. Look at uh look check this shit out. This is this is called having no motherfucking fear right here. Going up into another man's fucking cave and getting all up in his grill. Look, no backing down. Damn. And you got a thing. I didn't have one friend in that motherfucker. That's, yeah, that's rough. Don had, that whole place was there for Don. I didn't have one fucking person rooting me on. Yo, is that ugly God I see? Who's in Who? there? Who's this guy down at the bottom with the orange mohawk? Is that ugly guy? Or, uh, damn long necks boy? Uh, no. You see down you know in the right corner? Is? Right there. Oh, no, that ain't him. That's Zab Judah right there. That's Young Jock in the back. Oh man, and that's Cor- that's Corey Spinks back there too. Really? Yes. So a Corey lot Spinks. of people they don't realize, like you know, there's a lot of social anxiety that goes on nowadays. You know, a lot. By of the people, way, I was the main event for that shit too. It's it's absolutely insane, bro, that you were able to come out, and he actually gave you props for that. I'd love to see more celebrity fights with you. Like, what's going on with that before we talk about UFC and the slap thing? These guys are afraid to fight me after they've seen, you know, what I did with Don. Because everybody everybody picked Don to fucking annihilate me. And then once I went the distance with Don, <clears throat> um, if you want to see that fight, go to my Slap for Cash 2.0. You got a secret one. Yeah. That's where all my crazy content goes. Slap for uh, cash, and then it's just 2.0. So, um, it's on Instagram. Let's see here. Instagram. Yeah. Here, I'll just look it up on here. I'll be able to edit all this, too. Let's see. So, anyways, after they seen me and Bishop fight, you know, and then I knocked out that one dude. It's hard for me to get fights now, man. Well, that's the thing. There's a whole revenue opening up for you. I would be really upset if you didn't at least try, unless you have something negative to say about the UFC's promotion that they're going with that's going to be airing on, I believe, C- CBS. Yeah, there it is, the first one. First video. 
First round knockout, 18 seconds. It was an honor boxing legend veto. He's six feet six, 400 pounds with a record of 36 and eight. Dude, look at that. Yeah, you're right. Grazed right over the head. So you let's see. I over. see red tape. I see all that red tape on your ankle. Yep. So they're giving him the count here. Here it comes right here. Boom. Step back. Overhand. Wow. Bro, you, you are a maniac. Slap. You're a fucking maniac. You're going to all these guys like Holmes. Uh, yeah. fucking Barstool Sports is like, fuck you, Slap. Show up. Let's see it. Fucking. Watch, right, watch what I do right here. I, I walk right to the ropes. Oh, no way. You're a fucking badass, dog. Oh, man. Yeah, I walked right over to Dave and let him know. How's that for a pizza review, motherfucker? Any reaction from him? No, but I seen on their pay-per-view, I'll send you the video. They were like, Soffer Cash, he's a fucking killer. If he comes over here, he's going to fucking snap your neck. We're out of here. We ain't going to be able to help you, Dave. So <laughs> my, I, I laughed at that on pay-per-view, but I wasn't even mad at Dave. I don't have no animosity towards Dave Portnoy. I actually like Porno. I've watched a lot of his pizza review videos. Here in Connecticut, kind of New Haven. A, yeah, I was kind of upset on, I guess he just, he, he, you know, he probably just seen me knock somebody out and just probably um, felt a certain way, like, when I started talking crazy. So I get it, man. He just doesn't know me. But you could tell he was kind of frustrated. Now, um, I'm looking... I'm looking here, man, and I see you in almost like a crutches. We got you in a a roller crutch. What what's going on oh. in this video? Go ahead, click on it. Drink secret juice and turns. <laughs> no stop, bro. Is <laughs> this thing? Oh my goodness! All the Crutch MMA thing. fans out there would love to sit, take a sip of that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, <laughs> what the fuck did it taste like? Like every you don't understand. There's so many of us out here. <laughs> Look at the shit. Did you see? I basically turned into Paulo Costa. Yeah, he's wearing your fucking shirt. That's insane, dude. That's fuck. After drinking secret juice, I gotta fucking post that shit up. That's sick, dude. Oh my, yeah. what did it taste like? Like what, what's fucking in there, bro? We're all wondering. You won't tell us. You just got to try it out. What when flavor? The market. What man, flavor? I can't give away Paulo Costa's uh, secret, man. <laughs> might, get, might get mad at me. I'm looking for that third video, Paulo. All right, here's, here's the first one that you made with him, which I'm a huge fucking fan of, bro. Because I know, I know what this shit's like. Trying to lose weight and then. Right on your ass. You know, a He's lot a more guy. a lot more He's fighters need guy. to do this. You know, He's you're a great guy too, bro. You're a huge advocate, man. I hope you realize like what an opportunity you give a lot of these fighters because you are reaching a bigger audience than they're reaching. I hope you realize that. Like to me, I'm looking at Paulo Costa and I'm like, oh, superstar. But the reality is, slap that you're the superstar helping out these fighters at this point i really do hope you know that go to that johnny walker i appreciate that thank you go to that johnny walker video right there that one was fun i love johnny walker he's a really good friend of mine too 
Where are we at? Go here? down. Right there. No, go over. Go up. Right there. The one with me. Yeah. Johnny's in this one? <laughs> yeah. That one got a million views, I think. We got uh, 35.1K. Likes. Holy that's shit. This button. one's got o- over half a million. But that's likes, though. Or play. Go yeah, up. Please. Dude, go here? up one. This one right here. here. Right? Y- yeah. Training for the UFC part two. To move good is move. Okay, my friend. Okay? Don't get hit on the face. <laughs> you have to skate all the time. Okay? This guy, I'm going to show you. First. Yeah, I love Johnny Walker. He's like a brother to me. Wow. Wow. This is a little exercise they do for um, vision. Yeah, it's like the it's like the ball that you put to your head and skip the ball. Hey, look at me, my friend. Look at me, my friend. Bro. Yeah, that is good as fuck, bro. Yeah. Good. The accent makes it too. Because Americans, the American audience, we get a kick out of accents for some reason. Johnny Walker is the guy. Bro, I did another one with him too. Let's see. Oh, I I think a while ago, right? Go up. I think you've done a. There's one right here. Uh, this one. No, no. go go up more. Go up other way. Oh, other way. Yeah, it's right there. Second video. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Come on, twenty, twenty. Johnny, I need, I need to get some water. I'll be right back. Yo. <laughs> You're shot, bro. <laughs> Sick fuck. <laughs> this is water. Drink water and come back to train. Yo, why aren't you doing like more of a like show? You should come up with a fucking slap for cash show or even bro, even go hard into the fucking Jason Genova type shit and and play the shit out like it's reality. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm training for fights. These guys are training for fights somewhere in the middle. You only have a little bit of time. Yeah get to all get together and make some cool ass fucking videos and there's one right there where i was in camp with uh tyson fury for a couple weeks bro what uh, did you sell your soul to the devil dude look at you man fury was uh wow he's, a, he's an interesting guy there's a video where he's showing me some shit too there it is and a, and a huge inspiration because at one point, not too long ago, he was real overweight and was able to come back and and get the yeah. victory. Huge advocate. Shout out to uh, Tyson Fury, man. He's a he's a character for sure. Where is this at? This it seems like in, you're uh, traveling a lot. Yeah, we were at Top Rank, uh, and it, this was his camp. We were there. That's my coach right there in the red. Those are all professional fighters. At the time, I was the only one that wasn't pro. All these guys are pro in there. You're actually paying attention, too. 
Oh, yeah. Anything uh, the champ had to say, I would listen because how many people get the opportunity to be up close and personal with Tyson Fury, especially being in America? The guy doesn't even live here. He lives uh, in a whole other country. So, you know, man, it was a great opportunity. It was cool to meet the dude. And, you know, he's one of the best boxers in the world. That's my buddy Bones Adams right there. He's uh, been a big help kind of guy to me as a mentor. He's definitely a... Yeah, that's Bones Adams. He's a mentor. That's Michael Hunter right there and over there. Uh, Good guys. But Bones Adams has been a mentor towards me and just kind of... um, That's Michael Hunter, number one. I think he's WBA number one. Wow. Ranked. He's a good guy, too. Uh, but yeah, so that's Bones Adams, Jim. And, uh, just been a mentor. That's my coach in the middle. Yeah. I saw you sent me a video today of, of you training, uh, yeah. with, with him, I believe. What, yeah, that's been my coach last two years. What, what exactly are you training for right now? It doesn't seem like you want to tell me. No, I'll tell you, I'm just boxing right now, man. Uh, so the UFC, they came out with basically the same thing I was doing and created. You back. did create that. Can we make that a fucking point that you fucking made that a yeah. thing, dude? Because when we first met, nobody was that doing a point. that shit but me. No one. No one. Exactly. Yep. Bro. I've been doing this since 2011. If it, I'm telling you right now, and anyone can argue against this, the proof is all there. If it wasn't for you, Slap, the, all of the Slap competitions, you know, the day that you and Logan met up, bro, the world changed that day for yeah. Logan and Jake to become boxers, the biggest stories in the world right now. Uh, UFC signing on to a Slap competition has to do with you, my man. Has a yeah, lot to sure. do with you. So to do uh, the show, it's called Power Slap. It's airing on uh, TBS, I believe, in January. And um, the creator of the show, well, not the creator. I'm the creator of the whole Slap Foundation. The reason why all these guys are eating to this day off of anything to do with slapping is because of me. But uh, Dana White and the Fertitta brothers, they come up. They're the ones funding it, and um, they're the one, they're they're the actual creators of Power Slap. So you know they got their own thing going. I was approached and I was asked to come on the show. I was supposed to be one of the coaches, and this guy named uh, Crazy Hawaiian he was going to be the other coach. Oh, now he's locked he's locked into a contract, and he could mm. not sign on. So um, for right now, they went ahead and uh, are filming the show. And I believe it's want- eight episodes or yeah, eight episodes, one hour long. So so you kind of yeah. have some information about this. Yeah. 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 So I sat down with the guys. We talked. Um, I didn't sit down with Dana White directly, but I sit, I sat down with his associates and uh, we, we talked and we had dinner at resort world and had a conversation and uh, we had a long, we had a long talk and they wanted to bring me on as one of the coaches and uh, if you want to look this guy up, his name's Crazy Hawaiian. Let's do that it. Was the, that was supposed to be the other coach. But 
Um, it, it just didn't work out. He didn't want to come on because he's locked into another contract. So for right now, yeah. So that's the, that's the crazy Hawaiian right the there. Crazy Hawaiian. All right, let's check this out. Yeah, he's the um, slap champ of a different league. Here, let's get his, uh, try to get his Instagram. He's actually a cool guy. So you you knew this guy beforehand. Did you know that the UFC was like interested in this? Because no. it kind of caught us by surprise. So this is what happened. I was actually at a slap uh, contest that these Russians were having. Oh, they're big on and it. They, they asked me to be in the show. I knocked this guy out at the competition. And um, last the last person to do um a contest was him so he showed up late to the show that i was doing and it was a russian slap contest he knocked his opponent out and i knocked my opponent out and yeah they wanted me to uh so that's where we met originally me and this guy oh you had to bring him to the stage where he's feeding his snake a rat bro you know i love rats dude i got rats all around me here yeah, he's a crazy fucker too. So we got um, yeah, he, So let's check it out. We got offered to fight me and this guy. They wanted to sign sign us to this show. Oh, I've seen this guy. I've seen this guy. Yeah. He's well known, man. He doesn't have the following that I have, but he's well known. So Matt, like over the years, like when did you first start getting interested in slapping, like slap boxing? Like this is a whole story that no one has ever fucking covered before. And I'd really like to be the first person to actually cover it. And you're the only person that can really deliver that story. So how did this really come about with you? Um, well, it was back in like 2000. Shit. I want to say nine or eight. Uh, <clears throat> I had been going through a break. I don't know. It might. It might I might have the dates wrong, but it, it's been a long time so far that I can't remember the correct date. But um, I was walking to the store, and um, I was going through this bad breakup, and this guy was asking me for money, and he he he's like, "Hey, can I have some money? I ran out of gas or some bullshit like that." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll give you money if you let me slap you." I know it's not for gas, too. No, I mean, I don't fucking know, bro. So he let me slap him, and I knocked him out. And that was the start of it, man. So kind of like a Kimbo start. Kind of like yeah. what Kimbo did, in in a way, right? Yeah, so it started from there. And then we uh, we did a whole video. We did a whole DVD, because DVDs were really big back then. Yeah. That's how long ago I started it. And I went viral. And this was before... Instagram was doing videos like they are now. This was before Facebook was doing their videos. And I went viral from it, man. And it was like one of the first, uh, I think it was actually like, if you go back on YouTube, I think you can look it up. I don't know. It'll take you for, it'll take you a while to find it. But I I have one of the first slap videos on, on fucking YouTube, dude. I'll pull it up on the edit for sure. Cause I'm going to edit the fuck out of this video to make it fucking magnificent. Yeah. I'm the real OG of this shit. I'm the creator. So once so, you, you know, started doing it, when did you start seeing others follow you? 
it was about a year later I seen these guys in Atlanta. Uh, um, they were doing it in a bar, slapping each other. So wait, 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 wait. There's no rules yet, right? There were there were no rules down, or when Back you walk then in they the were bar, just slapping each other. So like now, what are the rules? Oh yeah, the- now it's they got a whole rule. So this is the part that. Um, this is so interesting, them. bro. My because my listeners are gonna love this shit. This is the part where we get separated because now here comes ten years later from me putting an idea up and it getting. It's like basically if you tell a secret to somebody, they tell it to another guy, and they tell it that guy tells it to another guy. So that's how much the game has changed. Now I created the game, but the fact of the rules and everything that came with the game has been from other creators. So the way I made it, it wasn't that great of a game. But the way that other creators took the same game that I created and put rules to it, put methods to it, um, uh, you can't flinch. You can't. There's so many things and rules that they have created for it. So I'm actually well, happy well, because they, they made it they made it better than how I made it. Are there rules that you don't agree with before we go on with the evolution? No, man. There actually isn't. All the stuff that they've done has been to create safety measures for the the participants. You know, when I did it, it was just kind of ghetto, and I was just slapping the fuck out of people. <laughs> but the way they created the game, um, it's it's for the safety of the players that are in the game. Now, I know that by watching some of these videos, you have to hold your hands on the desk when you get slapped. And if you're the slapper, it looks like they put chalk or something on their on their on their hands. Is that something that uh like what what does that do? So the chalk is so they can see where the slap lands. So oh. If you hit the guy at the top of the head, the chalk will show that. All right. So can you kind of explain what the rules would be like? Say for instance, I go up there, I knock you out in the first shot. Can you rebuttal? See, that's where it's been changed so many fucking times. Each person that um, puts the show on changes something in the game. So everybody who owns... so. So say for instance overseas compared to America, is it the same kind of rules? Like is the UFC no. bringing on So what what are the rules here? The UFC taking over slap competitions is probably the best thing that could ever happen for slap competitions because they're going to make it they're going to bring a commission in. Yeah, they're gonna make sure it's done properly, and they're gonna make sure the the injuries are minimum. So I'm not mad about the UFC starting their own league because it's gonna be safe as it's ever gonna be with those guys monitoring it. But you got you're you're pissing me off though, slap, by saying yeah. you're not gonna be involved with it at all. You got to be involved some way down the road. Like there's got to be a. Oh yeah, I'll be involved. What about? I'll be involved. Would you see UFC fighters doing it? Well, yeah. It's funny you say that. 
Um, so I just got done coaching my buddy before they accepted him in because all the power slap people are in a house right now. Like the ultimate fighter. Yes, they're in a house together. My buddy, who was on the last ultimate fighter, I recommended them to him. So he's now can he's now participating and he's the first actual fighter to be signed from the UFC to Power Slap. His name's Mitchell Sype. And he was the one that fought um Usman's brother on Mohammed. Uh, Another yep, uh, alumni here, just like you on Pure Evil MMA. Stop. Yeah, so he fought Muhammad on Ultimate, um, on the Contender Series. What's, and his, now name? What's his name Mitchell, here, buddy? Mitchell, Mitchell Sipe. Oh, I think I know who that is. Big white dude. Yeah, hold on one second. I think he fought, yeah, hold on, hold on. Mitchell. He fought Muhammad. Mitchell Sike Tuck. Mitchell Sipe's a bad motherfucker. S I K E S. Let's see. No, S I P E. Mitchell. S I P E. Mitchell Sipe's a bad dude, bro. Let's see here, really quick. Dude, I, yeah. I actually enjoy doing interviews pre recorded because I can edit. Fuck. Yeah, this is my boy, bro. You know him? Yeah. Dude, I would love to do a fucking interview with him if you can get that to happen. My favorite guy on that season of Ultimate Fighter, period. He had everything I wanted for somebody on that season. He had the attitude, he had the character, and he wanted to fucking win bad. And that fight with Mohammed, I remember watching. He was winning in that first round. He was winning in that second, and he got caught. And then he started playing around a little bit too much, and it got too much into his head, bro. And I, I felt so bad because I was rooting for him. So, And I was rooting for Muhammad as well. But you could tell Mitchell, bro, he would have done so well if he got signed to the UFC. So he's actually going to be doing the slap competitions now. He's there right now. Shut Go on my story. Go on my slap for cash story. I'm Shut 2.0. I just posted something, me and Mitchell talking. No way, bro. Yeah, I showed him how to compete in it. I told him he could win it because of his power and, and his chin. So, uh, well, he's in it right now. I also coached him on what to do in the house to cause problems. and. Hell yeah. So, I didn't coach him nothing to do with fighting. He he does that on his own. He knows. But how to you're fight. good at creating entertainment, which is what we all want if they're not throwing fists right yeah i told him i I gave him advice on what he should do to start fights in the house and be a complete asshole and yeah yeah i told i told mitchell a bunch i gave mitchell a bunch of advice and whoa yeah i don't mean to cut you off here i just i just saw nick with that beard where is this video of you and mitchell here I see damn long neck in the cage, which I got a huge kick out of. It, it, it's, it, on, uh, it's on my Slap for Cash 2.0. Right here, right? Slap for Cash 2.0. Let's see. Oh, am I, is it under Reels, maybe? No, it's on my story. Oh, on your story? No shit. All right, let's go. I just talked to him. I coached Mitchell on how to take the slap and how to give the slap, so... No dice six six one is that him? Yeah, that's him. Can you see this right now? Uh, no, I can't. Wait, really? 
Oh yeah, hold on. Let me pull you in. Share screen. Yeah. Share iMac. Start sharing. Boom. All right. Now you can see, right? Yeah. Boom. Boom. Right there. Right? That's him? Yeah, no if you go to his if you go to his Instagram and his story, he sh- he shared it too. See, I haven't been following him, bro. I would love to fucking do an interview with him. Follow. Yeah, that's my guy, man. So how how do you know him? Because he's actually somebody that reminds me of you, where he's got a big personality, and I tried looking him up. He doesn't have much of a social media following, and he could learn a lot from you, bro. So what, what interested you about him to bring him under your wing? Um... I met Mitchell like about a year and a half ago. First off, guys, I'm going to play this for you. This is Slap for Cash's work on what he told Mitchell to do while in the house. So let's see. Right? Slap, I love this shit. Yeah, I told him to fuck with everybody. Just be a complete asshole. I actually had Helen Peralta on as well. I've interviewed a couple of guys that were on this season, but Mitchell, bro, he's one of the top guys. I don't think it was announced yet who was on this season of uh the slap competitions maybe it was but uh you might well be they brought on they brought on mitchell late mitch was a a late participant in the power slap show so um now that he's on the show me and mitch went over a strategic plan for him to win power slap and he will win it and the reason he will win is one i'm his coach and two mitchell types a bad motherfucker He's coming and he's gonna bring that heat. He ain't gonna fuck around. He's gonna go in there and he's gonna knock some people out, bro. That's my homie. And I'm gonna be straight up with you. That dude ain't playing no fucking games. He's gonna he's gonna be a problem in the slap league. Here's the thing. Here's the thing why I agree with you as well. You get a taste of it, right? When you're on one of these uh, big promotional television, UFC, glorious television events. You get a taste of it. It's kind of surreal when you're there. You're in a house. It's the first time you're doing this. You're sharing space with a bunch of other guys that you have to fight. It's kind of weird the first time, right? Now he's got a taste of it. Now he knows oh, yeah. what to do. Now he can actually deploy the character, the... uh exactly who he wanted to be on the ultimate fighter and everyone's going to have their eyes on this no one really watched the ultimate fighter people are going to be paying attention to this more than they paid attention to the season so yeah for sure and like i said mitchell don't even want to be there we had this talk today on the phone and uh mitchell Sype, he don't he wants to be a ufc fighter he doesn't want to be a fucking slap fighter but I told Mitchell, you go and win this show, you're going to have a lot of eyes on you from the TV show. And then from there, you know, you, you do this show for Dana, and maybe he'll give you a fight. Maybe he'll bring you back. I don't know. But it, it can't hurt you. It can only help you if you win this shit. So um, I'm rooting for my boy. 
I hope he comes through and I hope, you know, he gets as much as he can get out of this motherfucker. So here is a promotional video posted by the UFC and posted by Slap's boy, the crazy Hawaiian. Let's take a look, guys. I'm the slap champ of the fucking world, guys. Remember the name, the crazy Hawaiian. I would take this sport to the top. It's my world. So it's coming out in March, it looks like. It says Logan Paul. Watch live in free. Logan Paul. That was a slap video. That No. It ain't got nothing to do with Logan Paul, bro. I was about to say, what the fuck is going on? All right, Dana White. Logan Paul's irrelevant, bro. He wrote Logan Paul. We all know what's up with Logan Paul. He he didn't want those hands two years ago, and he sure the fuck don't want them now. His mama told him. His mama told him. (laughs) Pam, his mom, let his ass know. Don't fuck with the slap dude. He's a bad motherfucker. (laughs) That was documented, too. That was documented. Oh. Yeah, and best believe they watched it because they came up with their own rebuttal. They came up with their own show like four days after you fucking come out with yours. That, really? Yeah, it was with that bald dude. That bald dude came yeah! to his house. <laughs> Yo, yeah. That dude was such a fucking weirdo, bro. That dude's like, a weenie, bro. He goes, the slap dude couldn't even last a round. Oh, I proved that motherfucker wrong. And here's another thing, Eddie. So out of the three bad motherfuckers that I fought this year in the last what 365 days I fought three monsters, I haven't hit the canvas one time. So you're telling me a YouTuber slapped me and I fell on the ground and was supposedly knocked out. Well, why didn't I get knocked out by Bishop Don, who's a fucking bodybuilder? Let's talk about this. As a why journalist, didn't get, why didn't I get knocked out by the six six four hundred pounder and why didn't I get knocked out by the six hmm. five three hundred seventy five pounder that I fought? That's true. That is that is really fucking true. And I fought Don. I fought Don Bishop, who's 6'5", 275 on pure steroids. No headgear. For six long minutes with no fucking headgear. So if this was true and I got supposedly knocked out by a slap from Logan, well, why didn't any of these other monsters knock me down then? Not even knock me down to the canvas. That Now that time has gone by... And your chin is held up by fucking Goliaths, bro. Fucking guys bigger than you. Yeah. You can make an argument there. As a journalist, I will say that video worked out very well for Logan Paul. And Logan Paul, you can look at the colorblind video where you can say, motherfucker, you were not like the whole, you're not colorblind. The whole reaction, Uh, things being set up. You're still sticking to that argument, right? Or are you saying that you kind of let him have that moment? Because that's what I feel. I feel like you let him have that shining moment where you weren't really defending yourself. You weren't really taking it too seriously. You were letting him have that moment for uh, opportunity for both you and him. And look at what that's done. It's launched Logan and now Jake's boxing career because of you, motherfucker, yeah. Slaffergast, because of you, you changed the world in that moment. I hope you feel yep. like for real, bro. You oh, I know the I'm world. Waiting my, I'm waiting for my fucking check from these bozos. Still, wow. Still in the mail from three years ago. Shut <laughs> up. You still, 
Man, but since I've been boxing, I got all these weirdos calling me out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, though. I got I got to rewind a minute. Do you agree with me that you kind of, like, you weren't on your professional shit? You kind of were on a vlogging type shit where you weren't taking it seriously. Oh, for sure. For a moment, yeah, I didn't know which fair. direction I wanted to take it. But it's not like you're in the fucking, like, when you're getting ready for these fights and you take it actually serious. There's a difference in your mindset. There's a difference in your preparation. When you get a phone call to shoot a video and you, it's just silly, uh, I could only imagine that you wouldn't take it that serious and your defenses weren't up uh, where, where, where it should be. So if I throw Anderson Silva into a, into a fight or anybody into a fight where they're not really taking it serious, you wouldn't expect uh, their best performance, their best defenses uh, to come out. I feel like Logan took advantage of you. Would you agree with me? Uh, he took advantage of somebody who was trying to grow his social media and would basically do anything to grow the numbers at the time. And it changed the world, though. You realize that, though. It changed yeah, the world. Yeah, for sure. A lot of things have changed since then, you know? And um, If it happened I again... If it happened again and we all fucking want it, it's like the Connor versus Nate thing. We're all like, oh, Nate's out of the well, UFC. We're not going to see it again. We all want to see part two of this, right? You remember when um, he went on video and said, I'm fucking mad at this guy, blah, blah, blah. He's like, the guy's saying the video's fake. He said, show up to LA. Show up to LA, motherfucker, and I'll rip your fucking head off. And, and what did I do? You went to his fucking gate, bro. I went to his fucking, the front of his house where his little fucking gate is and his dogs. And, you know, they tried to say he wasn't there. And as I was walking down the road. You killed Maverick. Little, you I killed seen, his parrot. I, I seen where his dog got loose out the side of the door oh, in his backyard. And I seen him, physically seen him. So he was there. He just didn't want to fight. He claimed he wanted to fight me, and that would have been the best time because back then I wasn't as skilled as I am now. Well, then, at a big UFC event, you were bodyguarding for Nick Diaz, yep. and you ran into Logan. Ran right into him. And what did he, what did he, he was shook, bro? You can see it on his fucking face, and I'll pull that video up right now. Uh, you can see it on his face very clearly. He agrees to having the fight, but motherfucker is shook. Yeah, he said, come to his house and, you know, whatever. But we all know, dude, this guy doesn't want to fight me because he realizes how big I am, how strong I am. And there's a saying in the heavyweight division in boxing, one punch, one punch. And, and any heavyweight can get lucky. And I'm not saying that I would need luck, but all it would take is one left hook, him leaning forward, you know, thinking I'm tired or something. One crazy left hook up high into the temple or the chin, and that motherfucker would be knocked out. So we know he in in what would happen if Slapper Cash knocks out Logan Paul. It's game over for his ass. So this kind of before we jump back into the slap competition, I gotta ask this part about it. You're watching Jake now, uh grow and grow. After Logan did the whole slap whole slap thing which is your doing you deserve so much credit for this bro yeah uh 
what do you think about Jake now? Would you consider him a legit boxer, or what do, yeah. what do you consider, or do you think that he's taken advantage of UFC MMA strikers who are not necessarily boxers? Well, he's taking guys who have fan bases, who yeah. have been elite fighters, who are not physical, um, who aren't, aren't as physical as they used to be. Average age of 40 years old. You know, he's taking guys who are past their prime. Grapplers. He, he isn't actually fighting boxers. The first guy he fought was an NBA player. Yeah. Then he fights a used-up, washed-up Ben Askren. Who's a gr- wrestling grappler. Yeah. Not even a fighter who got knocked out in five seconds. I mean, he's not even a boxer. And then he takes, you know, you got to think. These Woodley. Guys are used, he fought Woodley. These guys are used-up, washed-out. And it's sad because they're coming out of the UFC retiring. They want they want to get a million-dollar check. So this guy's, you know, dingling fucking a million-dollar, two-million-dollar check. Of course they're going to take it. Who knows what's said it's in those gay for pay. Would you agree? It's, it's almost going gay for pay. Well, you got to think of this. Who knows what's actually being said in these conversations? There might be uh, no knockout clause if you knock... If you knock them out, there might be some kind of non-payment that you that you get. There might, I guarantee you, there's something to where these fighters are playing along. I'm sure there's an NDA or whatever the fuck it's called when you did the video with Logan. Uh, what was the setup for that? Was it kind of along that basis of they set up rules? I know that you weren't allowed to have your cameras there or any footage unable to be shown to the public. Uh, have you had kind of a similar experience? And is that why you're saying what you're saying here? Yeah, because I know how these guys are. I know how they play. And, you know, it's to their advantage at a high peak. It ain't, you know, name one professional boxer that he's actually fought. He's in the boxing game. Why isn't he fighting pro boxers? I know that he was supposed to fight uh, Fury, not Tyson Fury. Well, I know he was supposed to fight Fury, and then uh, you got other fighters out there, like Nate. Nate was uh, at the fight watching it, and he kind of trickled into it. But for me, I want to back up a little bit. Like you in the Logan video, I feel like a lot of these fighters, including Anderson Silva, are not taking it 100% serious. Uh, They're kind of looking at it like a, a child's show. That will benefit somebody else. So why not me take an L or not do my best? I mean, for Jake to knock and stumble Anderson Silva was surprising. Would you say that was fake or was that real? Because I think that was actually real. You know, when it comes to that, I don't know. I have no clue, man. I, I don't know if he is staging or he's not. I will say this much. I know he's working hard. He's got talent, bro. I'll say that for sure. He's done really well for the six fights that he's done. I got to give him, I got to give him the respect that he is working hard. Yeah. And the better he does, the more fights I get because he's, he's kind of in the same boat I'm in, in a sense, but I'm, you know, he's a a YouTuber slash influencer. You know, you're, you're seeing a lot of other 
YouTubers, fucking podcasters, yeah. this or that, trying to do this thing. Uh, who do you think would fight Jake Knight? Like, wh- what would be, like, a good matchup here moving forward? I would say, uh, why not put Nate in there? Nate's a better striker than fucking anyone that he's ever faced. Anderson cool. Silva, a little Nate bit. Diaz? Yeah. Dude, we were doing a meet and greet. I was bodyguarding for uh, Nate. We were at... Um, we were at this uh fuck I don't even remember where it was. It was it was before his last two fights. Nate Diaz looked at me and said, "I got two more and I'm out this bitch." <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Two more fights." And after those two fights, he's like, "I'm out this bitch." <laughs> and I was like, "What are you going to do?" So the next move, uh, he told me fucking Almost two years ago, bro. I already know what the move is. He's going to fight fucking Jake Paul for sure. 100%. All right. All right. Because he was actually ringside. He was talking about it at the post-fight press conference upon his retirement. Uh, Yeah, they got to build it up. But um, Nate Diaz is going to fight Jake Paul. There's no question about it. What about the McGregor fight? Is he interested in the McGregor fight still? For For the right price, he would be. Because Dana White said... Anytime he wants to come back, he's welcome. And I guarantee they will he's make looking, that fight. He's looking for that that bigger check, though. That $2 million check that Jake Paul's going to give him. So what is it for you that's that big check? Where where are we seeing in the next five years? What's your master plan, Slap, for the biggest event you could ever fucking pull off? Where, where are we looking here at at least 2023? What's the biggest fucking thing that you could pull off in the year 2023 for us? Only God knows. Only God knows. I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, God has a plan. And I'm just being grateful for every moment and everything that I've been given. Because, you know, only people that have been there from the beginning and have seen my journey from day one knows how far I've came and how hard I've worked. And, uh, you know, being literally the biggest boxer in the world. Um, only God knows that answer. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing. I don't know what the plan is. I know. Can, God I, can, plan. can I paint a picture? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to take a shot in hopes that this picture is painted for you, Slap. Well, Logan Paul's a bitch and he's scared to fight me. So we know that ain't happening. I, I, I'm far from that right now. Here's, <laughs> my, here's my picture. Here's what I want for you. That will bring millions of people in interest that will help the slap competition for the UFC. After the season said and done, they promote season two with you as the coach, with Nate and Nick behind you as backup coaches against another team, kind of like Ultimate Fighter. And they build the whole thing up. And at the end, we see you in there fighting the other coach. And Nick and Nate, they can they could slap Logan or or whoever it is. But I really want you to be on that next season, season two, with Nate and Nick backing you up with the UFC. You're the fucking man that started the whole entire slap thing. Who yeah. is in the UFC that represents slapping? The Stockton fucking slap, bro. Fucking Nick and Nate Diaz right by your fucking side. You're already their bodyguard. Here's... Nicky Nate Diaz, bodyguard, who's the guy who invented slap, 
competitions where you can see on this clip of the Logan Paul, the slap that changed my life, the slap that changed the fucking world is more like it. This is 2023's image in Pure Evil MMA's mind right here. That's what I would like to see. And where are we at? Now my boy's about to fight one of them little motherfucking Paul brothers. And those dudes, they don't even know, bro. I think they should do bare knuckle. Let, Let them do a bare knuckle with Nate. Fuck the gloves. Bro, I've been interviewing a lot of those bare knuckle fighters. Uh, even for next week, Tom Shawoff, Houston Alexander, uh, Joey Beltron I just had on. Uh, all of them. All of them. That is picking up a lot more than any of us thought it would. Uh, you follow along with BKFC and all that? Yeah, that's uh, that's um, David Feldman's uh, the brother. Yeah, so for people who don't know Slap, there's David, right? And then Damon. Who does uh, celebrity? And let me let me tell you the difference between the shit that the leagues that I fight in. We fight with no headgear. We fight with smaller gloves. Those dudes fight with large ass gloves and headgear. I don't fight with headgear, bro. I wouldn't do a fight with headgear. It was weird watching. And rest in peace to Aaron Carter. Uh, I I was a huge yeah. fan of his content. Um, he knew what he was doing in front of the camera, man. I felt so bad when he went up there against Lamar Odom, who I have a whole bunch of his rookie cards next to me. Uh, uh, On that subject, Slap, Aaron Carter being somebody that really pushed the envelope when it came to controversial celebrity, you're playing my game, I'm not playing yours. Uh, Did you kind of see anything special in Aaron Carter's return? Yeah, fuck yeah, I like the fact that he had the heart to go against somebody that size, you know, he fucking, uh, man. And I actually spoke to him a couple times. No he, way, bro. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking really? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he seemed like a cool guy, man. I he, never got to, I never had a chance to meet him, but I spoke to him over the phone. Real down to earth. This is what people get wrong. He was so down to earth. He had such a grip on what was really going on that we all kind of paint over the reality of what's going on. He knew what was going on. He was playing into it. And it was just so sad. I know that he struggled with his addictions for, you know, uh, huffing and and whatnot. But there's a a lot of conspiracies out there about his death. And uh, I I feel like it's kind of rude to even talk about that. I feel like you should really celebrate what he he represented if you go look at those no jumper interviews which i would love for you to get on uh you you would actually see a real fucking person in there you would see somebody that has dealt with celebrity life his whole life uh can you kind of speak on what celebrity life has taken a toll with you and how you've managed to accept it and balance your day-to-day life with can you kind of uh explain to the Uh listeners how hard that is it makes me not want to go around anybody. I yeah. just, you never know what people are trying to do or why they're trying to be around you or what video they're wanting to do with you. Um, it's just uh, sad how people treat others who, I look at it like a job. I'm not trying to be famous or um, trying to be known by the world. I'm just doing this because I like to be entertaining. I'm an entertainer by heart. I always have been. Um I just like to make videos, man. And it just so happens that my videos go viral. And it's brought me this far. Creativity is one of the 
biggest keys to this game. You got to be very creative and um, you just have to, you just have to be ready to sacrifice a lot because you're get to the point where you don't want to be around anybody. So that seems like the biggest struggle that Aaron had. He, he had such a great heart, man. And, uh, really suffered because of the comments that he's seen. Uh, there's a lot of people I've interviewed in the past that I've had a hey, hard Eddie, time with that. Let's do a part two. Cause I got to charge this phone, man. This phone. I, I got to end this. I got to end this with this oh, yeah. big thing right here. Um, slap to end this all off, man. Is there a message for anybody out there that wants to follow in the footsteps of you or Aaron Carter or me even, uh, to keep pushing forward and always be inspired. What keeps you inspired day to day? Can you, can you end this with that? Yeah, I have a drive and, um, I just love doing what I do. I don't do this because I want to be famous or, um, any of that kind of shit, man. I'm here to fuck up your favorite, right? I just like being entertaining and it all started with just liking, like to do videos. Um, but if you want to do something, make sure one, you have the funds to do it and, um, just believe in yourself, man. Cause a lot of people, when you start out, they're going to, they're going to put you down and they're going to make you feel this fucking small. And, and they're going to make you feel like it's unachievable, but you're yeah. the proof that it is achievable. 1000%. You can do whatever you want to do in this world. Yeah. But you're going to have a bunch of people who have no dreams try to bring down your dreams. You know, you're going to have everybody and their brother telling you that you can't do it. So you just got to not ask people for advice. If you have an idea, you stick with it and just go go to the fucking moon with it. Don't ask anybody. Don't try to bring any doubt into it. If you believe in something, just do it. And for me, slap has to do a lot with this right here this little spore fuck this yeah little spore. all right so motherfucker stop. until next time wait wait, wait evil, evil eddie mma wait wait, wait 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 you know what i like to do pass the microphone over to you if you have any social medias uh any sponsors anything at all the mic is now all yours um yeah slap for cash on all handles every fucking social media platform we've gone viral on them all baby and can you just say Hey guys, this is Slap for Cash, and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA. This is Slap for Cash, and you're listening to Pure Evil MMA. Thank you, Slap, bro. I'm going to post this up soon, all right? All right. All right, bro. All right. God bless.